All right, so everybody, welcome to Dadology. This is our very, very first Dadology of many. We are excited uh, about having, you know, some really awesome, terrible first ones. It's going to be great. Uh, so to kind of introduce ourselves, uh, so my name is Luke. Uh, I am a father of four. I have three daughters and one son. Uh, my oldest, his name is Deborah. My, my second daughter is Olivia. My third daughter is Scarlett. And then my son, who's my youngest, uh, his name is Benaya. Uh, so naturally, he's got a, a lot of growth over the next <laughs> several years. Uh, so my wife's name is Christy. She, uh, her and I have been married for 11 years, uh, going on 12. It's been awesome. We've been a lot of fun, and we've had a lot of adventures and crazy move from one side of the States to the other. Uh, super fun stuff. So I'm going to pass this off over to John and let him introduce himself. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm John. So I got three kids, uh, technically two and one on the way. So I have a 17-year-old, a five-year-old, and soon-to-be newborn. I've been married for this year will be 10 years. And kind of similar to you, we moved literally halfway across the country from California to Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, we, we moved from Arkansas to Oregon, back to Arkansas. Wow, <laughs> so... Similar kind of, so where we're from in California um, is everywhere, but where we came from to get here was from about two hours south of Oregon. Okay. Uh, well, I was born in Sacramento. Um, so two hours north of Sacramento. Yeah. I'm like literally right in the <laughs> right middle, in the of, middle of that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I was born in Sacramento. I uh, lived there till I was about seven, and then we moved. Uh, to Arkansas. I lived in Arkansas for most of my life. Uh, and then I was a youth director out in Oregon. So we got married. Uh, we got married August 6th. August 11th, we took off to Oregon uh, for me. because, And we, we originally were going to have a... Uh, our wedding date was actually going to be uh, further out. Because uh, it was uh, 2000... Uh, what would it be? 2011, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2011, it, we were gonna do, um, n- we were gonna do September 10th. So the marriage date would be easy to remember of nine, ten, eleven. Right. <laughs> but um, I got I got that the job of the youth director, and I wanted to get there before the that school se- season had started. Uh, so I was like, okay, let me. We're going to have to push this wedding up because uh, I'm not going to go there for a month, fly back, and then, you know, all right. this stuff. So I ended up, uh, we ended up just put, pulling the wedding up and making sure that we can get there before that, that next school uh, year had started. And so, yeah. And then we were there for about a year. Um, that was a very interesting story, and I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go. <laughs> that one year, I learned a lot, and that's what we're going to go with for now. <laughs> and go. then we came back, um, and then we've been, you know, living in um, in Arkansas ever ever since. And so, very, very, uh, like I said, definitely a lot of moving. Um, uh, have you done any world travel? World? No. Yeah, like international? No, okay. I have not. Um, I've done... To me, a lot of state travel. Okay. But to most people, I still haven't been to anywhere else. 
Well, you say that, but we live in Arkansas. <laughs> and in Arkansas. That, that is also true. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in Arkansas. Well, you know, Northwest Arkansas is not as... Arkansas. As Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> but you go, you know, just south of, you know, south of Fayetteville into like Fort Smith area, and then you get the rest of Arkansas. Right. Um, and yeah, though, that's where you're going to find people that's been living in the same town for their entire life. And honestly, it, I've actually met people that's never traveled outside of Arkansas, which blows my mind. Unless they live in Texarkana. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that's on the, yeah. yeah the, they, <laughs> they just walk to Texas and back to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah that, that doesn't count, okay? <laughs> I mean, technically it does, but goodness gracious. Yeah, so that is, uh, but no, I so I have done, I ha, I've done a mission trip over to Africa. So that's like kind of the furthest there. I went to Kenya, Africa. That was an awesome, awesome trip. So that's why I wasn't curious, I was curious because I didn't know if you had gone outside of the no, States. And so. I Okay. I mean, I have bucket list places I would love to go outside of the states, but there we go. Up to this point, I have not. I don't. I've never had a passport. Nothing. Fair, fair. Um, I mean, I um, like I said, that's that's the one trip. Chrissy has actually gone to Ghana on a mission trip as well. Her and I both have, have did stuff. Uh, we traveled a lot and we did a lot of stuff. And then we had kids, and we haven't done like anything, you know. We like I said, because Deb, uh, Deborah was born in Oregon. She was three weeks old when we moved back to Arkansas. Oh man, that's a, that's a tough move with a three week old. Uh, yeah, it was not it was not fun. It was it was quite difficult to do that move. But hey, with with four kids from from where you live to where we're at right now is a is a world travel. <laughs> sometimes it takes that <laughs> especially with like two two little little ones yeah, you know yeah. That, like you have packed bags and snacks and it's easier to get through there but security than just getting in the car to get to church yeah we're just trying to get to church people i just want to get to church sometime so uh i actually we actually do fairly well with making it on time um but that's not always the case <laughs> at all. Understandably. No, for sure. So, all right, guys. So this podcast, Adology, the whole purpose of it and the whole, like, you know, our vision of what we want to do is we want to see dads come into not just a deeper relationship with Jesus, but a deeper knowledge of Jesus. And so our thought process was there's not a whole lot of things out there for dads like the dad specific podcast is drastically minimum compared for sure (laughs) to what you see for women uh and moms and wives and whatever it is it's drastically different and even in our church services they've become very feminized in in the way church services are run and things like that and that's you know it's one of those things it's not necessarily like ultimately wrong to have an emotional moment but uh so there's a comedian out there if you guys haven't heard of him his name is tim hawkins um and he does a perfect explanation of this uh he's a christian comedian talks about some funny stuff and he did this thing he's a he writes songs and whatnot and uh he was talking about basically he he's like he's like the way that men and women worship is just way different 
He's like, his women are like, I want to touch your face. I want to see your face. And he's like, he's like, he said, man, I'm sitting there in the pew going, what in the world is going on? I brought guests today. Why are we talking? I don't want to touch anybody's face. Like, that just doesn't hit guys the same way. Right. No. You know, and he's, he's like, in a guy's church, if we did this, we'd be like, I want to sit in a room and not talk to anybody. <laughs> I want to be in the same room. You know, let's uh, root for the football team and talk about football and weather and then be awkward again. And, you know, that's the kind of worship service I want to go to. <laughs> and so, um, But it, it's true. It's, it's That's so true. Yes. No, and, and it is. And so the whole purpose of this podcast is we want to kind of dig into Scripture. It's not just going to be a super, like, surface level you know this this isn't just going to be like yeah you can do it this is going to be like you can do it and this is why you can do it because scripture says this but it's also very hard it yes <laughs> like, it, let's be real it, <laughs> it's hard yes but which, it's worth it it is it is a hundred percent but that's the other thing about so the interesting thing about theology which is ultimately what we're talking about theology is is in the minimum standpoint is just the study of God. That's all that word means is the study of God. And and so that's what the Bible is all about. It's all about God. It's all about his redemptive work through Jesus Christ. And, you know, and that's just how we use that in order for us to know how to live. That's how our conscious conscience works. That's how we have law of what's wrong and right the fact that we know murder is wrong is because the bible says so and that's how god created us to to have that conscience right Right. of of those things um and so just like even in that basic super basic standpoint of just a conscience that's in our mind um you know that that's just one of those things that we get that from scripture we get that from those things and if we don't know that we're going to go all over the place, which is something we see very much so in our culture, because people don't want to actually say that you're right or wrong. They just say, well, that's your reality. That's right. your truth. There's and it's only like, one truth. The, the truth. there's <laughs> only one truth. Exactly. You can't have like many, many different truths. There's just one truth. It, it makes me think of the, the, the movie. There's a movie and I can't remember the name of the movie, but I, I every time someone says, this is my truth. I just think of this character in this movie, and he's like, "Well, that's just like your opinion, man." Because there, there is only one truth: the truth. You know, your reality and your opinion is another thing. But if it's the truth, then it's the truth. That you know, plain and simple. Right. Yes. No, a hundred percent. And so that's that's just kind of it. That's what that's what this whole podcast is going to be about is just diving into scripture and diving into not just what it means to be a dad, but how. But we have to know scripture in order for us to teach that and lead that to our children. We have to know these things and get into these things. Um, but you know, the interesting dynamic between the two of us is I have a bachelor's degree in theology from a seminary. Uh, I am not a theologian by any means. There's definitely a lot of other people out there with doctorate's degrees and all this stuff that are much, much more well-versed, and they know this stuff inside and out. The other side of, on the other side of the table here, you know, 
that you know we have somebody who is not necessarily new to christianity or new to the thought of god no no not new not I, new. I, I grew up in church and ran away as fast as i could when i was 18 yeah i in now coming back married kids i'm i'm not a newborn but i'm like a newborn like i'm actually reading the bible for the first time in my life beyond what you know <laughs> what whatever the the pastor said growing up in church right so i mean for for what it is like yeah i'm i'm a newborn christian yeah even though i've been around it my whole life right you've been around it your whole life and you've heard a lot of things which definitely gives you a step ahead of somebody who first time ever right. walks into right. church you know but at the same time like you're new in your journey of actually digging in and reading scripture and asking questions and things like that. And I think that's going to give an awesome dynamic to this conversation and to what we're saying. Right. Um, and so, so what we're going to discuss in these first five podcasts here is we're going to talk about the, the five kind of, I guess, things, um, or it's like uh, trying to see how to, you know, say this, um, the five concepts, well, concepts or it's the five high level priorities is what I was looking for. I was like, I was like, what, how was that verb? (laughs) What was that verbiage again? Um, so it's the five high level priorities for being a dad. So the first one, which we're going to talk about in this, um, is remember the mission. Um, we're going to the, so the next one is going to be model the way, and then we're going to have mold the clay magnify the good and then make winners um all these are going to be very practical applications to how we do dad life how we uh you know are you know how we can win as being fathers and being leaders in our household um so the verse that we are going to be pretty much reading out of this for the next uh five five weeks you know five (laughs) Five, podcasts here is going to be deuteronomy six six through nine um and this is out of the esv here uh if anybody had questions about that (laughs) and these words that i command you today shall be on your heart you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on your doorpost and your uh, <coughs> sorry you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on and on your gates there that's that is one of those things that uh i think we don't truly fully understand what that is saying right (laughs) like that is one of those things where like it's pretty much saying no matter what situation comes up always teach the word of god right definitely like in you know what stands out to me now is uh the verse verse nine is uh, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates and it's not just literal, but it is like, cause you know, my wife will literally print out Bible verses and put them on the, in the kitchen, on the cabinets. We tape them up there. I see it every day. And it's like, like if it's something that we're wanting to, to remember or wanting to learn, or we're teaching, you know, our kids and 
the concept of that was very new to me because I didn't have that growing up. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, you know, there's just <laughs> right. Bible verses like everywhere. Other yeah. than like, this is our house and we serve the Lord because that's what my mom had. Like, other than that, like right. there was no concept of actual Bible verses being posted in my house. Right. And so the first time my wife did that, I was like, okay, this is something new. This is and different. then, you know, we jump into this content and it's like the first thing that we talk about is like <laughs> this needs to be posted on your house you need to yep. you need to always be teaching this and i was like oh mind blown like my you know my wife's always been doing this and you know just coming in with fresh eyes is, is very like oh my god what's going on but it, it's right. right there you know it's like you need to be teaching th- these to your kids every day every, all the time you know in discipline and in fun like there's always something that you could be teaching them from the Bible. Right. And, and that's, you know, a hundred percent. Um, and in every situation, uh, which we, we can get into the more like practicality things of that as we kind of move through these next, you know, five podcasts here. Um, but this verse, it basically reveals that God uses dads. Uh, we all have a purpose. We all have a reason for being a dad. Uh, you know, we are meant to, lead and we are meant to be the ones that bring that information and that and the scripture to our children like that isn't one of like we are the spiritual leaders of our household and if our kids and our wives aren't getting fed scripture then where they're gonna get they're gonna get something from somewhere right. <laughs> totally you know so if they go off the wayward and you had no effort in trying to make that different because obviously they're going to have a choice right right you know like eventually they do have to make the choice to follow the lord or not you know so that's not really on you but if you did absolutely nothing you know trying to it's very easy to not not do anything for your kid right and then send them to school they're going to learn something somewhere and it, like you said, like when as they get older and, and as they grow, they're gonna have to make that choice themselves. Mm-hmm. But the seed's been planted. Yes, We've, like you know, this is this is the way. Make your own choice, but if you don't do it now, as kids, somebody else is gonna do it. Yes, yeah, no, hundred percent. It's I, I've heard in a sermon one time. It says, you know, if you're not the main voice of reason and truth and in scripture in your kid's life and you send them off to to school or he says if you send them off to caesar why are you surprised when they come back as romans right <laughs> like why would you be surprised if that's the what their main teaching is is the school <laughs> right then why are you surprised that they're coming back as quote romans or you know or acting anything out? else and, yeah exactly uh, because we need dads that are kind of able to or have the desire to step up and move and walk into that. Right. Uh, and that kind of goes back. It's like you said, it's it's not easy. It's super uncomfortable. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the conversations. I mean, I never realized how hard it is to just say sorry. Yeah. To 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 anybody like. I, I, I never really did it because of how uncomfortable and how awkward that I yeah. am. But when you have kids and a wife, life, 
it's super important to do those things and and to just say sorry like it's so hard but it's it's so important right no and and it's a hundred percent actually that concept of forgiveness which uh, you know we can we'll we'll definitely talk about as as we kind of move forward and stuff is is something that's very 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 important because if you're not asking forgiveness for you you know lashing out and losing your temper and things like that because we all do it Mm -hmm. all dads do it you know the kids push those buttons bro uh you know easily yeah i heard heard somebody say one time that god puts people in your life to 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 bring you to be more christ-like which you know with your wife and your kids that means he wants you to love them like christ loved them which is unconditionally so that means he's going to push you into a situation that you're going to want to burst and you're going to not want to love yeah. them unconditionally yeah. and and that's the whole thing they're going to press your buttons they're going to do those things and and you're going to you're going to have an outburst right you're right. going to you know that's inevitable it's just part you know of it uh that's not something we strive for obviously we're trying to get away from you know automatically going to that but that's where it's crucial and this will teach your kids in the long run uh that forgiveness is important is if you are the one that comes out and says hey i messed up I said these things, I burst out, can you please forgive me? And actually use that verbiage too, not just like, oh, I'm sorry for screaming at you. Yeah, you, they they need to fully understand what and why. And and I think a, a part of that that we need to not, not forget is, is you can't just be like, this is why, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? It's then to follow up with the actions. Right. Because if you immediately, an hour later, get annoyed and do it again, and then again, and then, and again, then again, then yeah. that, that concept is lost on them. Yeah. Like, you've already lost them. 100%. So it's like, you got to do that, and it's it's going to happen again. Yeah. We're, we're human. <laughs> we get annoyed. But if you're immediately just consistently doing that, the, the concept of asking for forgiveness is lost on them there it's not going to do anything so it's it's almost like giving you a moment to take a breath realize what you did before you even go to your kid and then ask for forgiveness and it gives you that moment to be like okay what did i do what what triggered me and and to keep you from doing that again in an hour when they probably are going to do the exact same thing that triggered you. But now you have yeah. a fresh mindset and you're like, okay, this is what happened. This is why this happened. Right. Because nine times out of 10, it's not your kid being a kid. It's something going on with you. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But you know, in this, so one thing I'm a statistics guy, I'm a numbers guy. I like, looking at those things and it makes a big difference and and whatnot um but the you know an interesting thing is when dads are involved the children have better outcomes on nearly every measure of child well well-being um so kind of, or or as the uh, modern culture wants to say privileged <laughs> um uh, so in in other words children that have active dads in their life you know striving to teach them and mold them you know they're gonna have 
better measurements of cognitive development, educational achievement, self-esteem. Um, they're actually going to know who they're who they are. Um, they're going to have pro-social behavior. Uh, Children who grow up with involved dads are 39% more likely to earn mostly A's in school, 45% less likely to repeat a grade, 60% less likely to be suspended or expelled from school, twice as likely to go to college and find stable employment after high school, 75% less likely to have a team birth, and 50, or sorry, 80% less likely to spend time in jail. We have to remember what we're here to do. Right. And we live in a world that doesn't want you to believe that dads are important. And wants to teach your kids. It goes back to what we were talking about before. If you don't do it, somebody is. And they want to. Yeah. And, it, and what they want to teach them is not what you want to teach them or should want to teach them. Right. Uh, and 100%. And... But the thing is, is like, you know, our culture today. So an interesting thing about. So up until about 2012, they kind of kept track of how many homes were without fathers, you know, just fathers in the home period. They're just not there. Mm-hmm. And they had this kind of percentage that this many percent, it was like. 48% of homes didn't have a father figure at all in the home. And we had single moms and things like that. And, uh, and then from 2012 on, we have absolutely no information about it. Cause it, prob- it probably hit that 50% mark. Well, it's, it's not, it's, um, you know, I think it's, it's pretty high. We don't actually know because they're not keeping that statistic. But I think the big reason why they're not keeping that statistic is they don't want people to believe that there's any difference between having a mom and a dad at home or having two dads or two moms in the home, even though they're very different. Right. <laughs> like, not that dads are more powerful than moms or moms are more important than dads. It's they're both equally powerful, but moms and dads are distinctly different. Right. And that's not a knock to anybody that's a single mother and has struggled to raise their kids and keep them in church and keep them in school and keep them involved and keep their grades up. And that, that's not what we're saying at all. It's just, those are, those are the numbers. Yes. And not only that, but that's also not a knock to dads who are trying to do single dad and trying to, play that right. role but i did also hear you know one time where somebody it's you know came up and asked and they you know asked a preacher and and said you know because they were talking about this on how dads have their roles mom has their roles and and a, and a woman came up and asked you know i'm a single mother you know we had the child uh the father decided to just up and leave one, you know one day and he's not present we don't actually know where he's at you know, so on and so forth. And he's, she says, you know, how in that situation do I honor God? And how in that situation am I able to, to show Jesus? And he said, you cannot be a father. No matter what you do, you'll never be a father. So the best thing you can do is be the best godly mother possible for your child. Right. And that's the same thing with fathers. If a mother's not present and she ditched and she went away, 
from you, then the best thing that you can do is be the best father possible. You can right. never fill the role of mother. Right. Now you weren't meant to, you're not made to. Right. <laughs> so, um, so it's important to definitely remember the mission of, of what we're, us as dads are, are here to do. Um, and so our mission that we have here is our, or our primary mission on this earth is to leave a spiritual legacy for our kids that draws them into a thriving relationship with the Lord. And so how we do that is, um, so we have to take the relationship with God further than, than just like, you know, um, Bible in church. And so I'm going to, I'm going to explain expound on that because that sounds almost bad right. <laughs> you know yeah, right? I, I grew up with the uh the, the sunday christians yes and yes i'm and gonna do whatever i want all week long but sunday i'll be at church right um and so this is kind of where it goes back you know on in our verse where it says put it on your heart so the it's it's got to go further than just like you said sunday church right it's showing up at church reading the bible here and there you know, or just at church or, you know, however that looks or not at all right. on the church you go to, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that it tells us to put the word of God on our heart. And so as our children get older, they can tell when dad is checked out of spiritual things. Right. They're going to know. <laughs> right. um, they're <clears throat> they're going to be able, you know, they're going to see when you're in service, if you're able to worship God or if you're sitting there with your hands in your pockets, not wanting to be there at all. They're going to know if you're complaining about having to get dressed, dressed right. up and go to church. They're going to see how your attitude is to church. They're going to know if you're reading your Bible or not. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if they come out of Sunday school and they ask you a simple question <laughs> of like, I don't know, like who was the who was the guy that had the whole flood thing happen? You say Moses, they gonna make fun of you, <laughs> right? Like they're gonna unless know. you get unless unless you just get them mixed up in the moment. But your well, kids are gonna yes. know that they're gonna they're gonna laugh. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I would laugh. I heard once um, if your kids have to ask you if you're going to church on Sunday, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now, there's yep. reasons why you don't go to church on Sunday. You know, kids sick. You don't want to get everybody sick. Someone's not feeling yeah, good. Or, that's different. Or you know, there's there's reasons. But if you're consistently not going to church to where your kid is like, "Hey, are we going to church today?" Like, something needs to change. Yes. If if you are hearing that hundred percent, you need to go. Oh wait, hold on. I, I we're not doing this the way we need to be doing it. Um, and so definitely the whole idea of putting God's word on your heart is going to affect how you, how you interact with your children and with your spouse. Um, so if you're not doing that, then you're going to be cranky. You're going to blow up. You're going to, right. And, but if you are, you're going to be able to go, wait, I need to breathe for a second and then come into this conversation and your conversations are going to change because guess what? They're going to have the word of God in the conversation. I was about to say, it's like, you can almost always know if I'm reading the Bible or not reading the Bible based on the conversations that I have, like with my wife. Mm -hmm. Cause if I start, I'm, I'm a question person. Like I question everything. 
So my wife knows if I've been reading the Bible, if I'm like, hey, do you know about da-da-da-da-da? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, this, or, you know, go look at this, or, you know, keep reading about. But if there's, like, none of that, I'm probably not right. reading the Bible right. or, I, or, or slacking on reading the Bible or, you know. Yeah. No, and and that that it goes for anybody, obviously, you know, in in that situation, and so uh, you know, second thing here that we're going to talk about is we need to create the opportunities to shape their heart and mind. Now, the last week of it, or the last um, the last podcast of this section of these five that we're going to do, I really really liked it, you know, because it kind of gives the different age breakdowns of, yeah. you know, in this age you're coaching, in this age you're cheering on and encouraging, or yeah. this age you're doing this and Yeah, those, and, those are great concepts. Yes, and I really like that. And that kind of goes into this like how do we teach God's word diligently? Right. And so creating the opportunities to shape their heart, to teach God's word diligently to our children, no matter what stage of life they're in. That's something that just needs to come out because there are going to be times when our kids are adults and moved out of the house that they call dad and they say, Dad, I have this situation going on and I wanted to know, like, what do you what do you think I should do? What you know, what's going on? You know, or things I hope that's the conversation. I hope I that they have. call me and ask right. me those questions. Yeah. And, and uh, well, that's the goal. Right. And right. Exactly. That we all hope that that is where our children end up going. Um, and and we need to be even in those moments when, yes, they can they could totally deny and reject everything we told them. Right. They can. They're adults. And that's, they can their, do that. that's their choice. Yeah. Um, but we still come out and we teach and we talk about how, OK, well, I hate that this situation happened, blah, 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 blah. Here's what God's word says. Here's what God thinks about it. And here's how what God thinks you should do in this situation. And, and here's how we see that in God's word. Um you know, and and things like that. But of course, that all comes back to if you're not in God's word, you can't right. have those conversations. And um, and the, we don't have to be theologians to talk about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like we don't have to know the full eschatology. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. We don't have to know what. That is, we don't have to, you know, have a, a full understanding of pneumatology, which is the Holy Spirit, you know, the whole, you know, you study of the Holy Spirit, right? You, like you, you, you don't have to have a full concept, a perfect concept of what the Holy Spirit is and what he does in order to say that, you know, God expects you to forgive this person, you know, because yes, they, you know, you like they wronged you, but you need to be the the you know the christian in this right. and say hey it's all right i forgive you and let it go you know you know and things like that or hey do you, can you forgive me <laughs> because right. i i did something wrong like you don't have to know a full concept of the holy spirit or pneumatology in order to have that conversation so but we do need to be able to have those right. conversations right. and let me just jump in here for a second if anybody's yeah. listening to this and they're like oh man the bible's so hard to read like where do you even start it's massive and i don't understand it and a hundred percent that's me go buy you a kid's bible and i'm talking like every page has drawings and pictures and and it's like maybe a verse or two or or it's the story of gideon 
and then there's a Bible verse tied to it at the end. But the actual story is written not biblic, not not Bible verses, right? But it's the story of it, and it's easier to understand. And I say that because for me, before we started coming to church, I wasn't doing anything, but I still wanted to teach my daughter about you know God and who He is. So we got a kids Bible, and we would read it to her, and. I'm not even joking. Like some of the things that we would read in there and read the stories. I'm like, this happened in the Bible. Cause I had no idea that this was in the Bible. Right. And my wife was like, you should read your Bible. And I'm like, <laughs> like it's, have you tried to read the Bible? It's not, it's not a fun thing to just jump not into and do. Sometimes, yeah. So if you are there as I was there and still kind of am like, go get you a kid's Bible. You probably have kids. So get your, Get your kid a Bible <laughs> right. and read it to them. And I promise you, you will start 100%. to hear the Bible in a different way. Because what happened for me was um, I would hear, I would read a story. I would read the Bible verse at the end of the story. And I'd be like, wait, that's kind of cool. Or that's kind of crazy. Or this, this happened in the Bible. And it made me go to my Bible and be like, okay, what's the actual story? Right. And then read that, just that story and be like, oh my God, I had no idea this was in the Bible. And for yeah. all of you that haven't read your Bible, the Old Testament is crazy. 100%. <laughs> so awesome start stories. there and it'll get you hearing the word and wanting to read stories beyond what a children's book. But I always say it's like, it's like a Bible for dummies. Yeah. Because it breaks it down in the simplest terms to just tell you the story and then it's up to you to, to keep going. Right. So, I mean, I still read the kids' Bible almost every day. Hey, listen, it it it, it doesn't God's word never goes void regardless, right? If that's if it's a kid's Bible that gives the, you know, obviously it's not like they're obviously paraphrases and we're, right, we're, you know, right. we can get into all the different like versions and this version's better than that. That's not what this is all about. The, the purpose of it is, is to start the journey of getting into the concepts of God, which then will lead you into wanting to actually understand those concepts, which has to come down to, you know, reading your, you know, reading the Bible and going, wait, this makes a whole lot more sense and you'll have the that's that's where the holy spirit comes in and the discernment from the holy spirit comes in is when you're reading that he's going to go uh boom and then it's going to click and you're going to be like oh okay right um and and so uh just we're going to kind of wrap up here um and come into just kind of this final thought and this final thing here um and, we'll, and later on, I think it would be good to kind of do a, a, just a short little like one or two part series uh, where we talk about how to study your Bible, different ways of to study your Bible, because yeah. uh, there's many I, different I, ways. I could use those notes early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But that is definitely something I want to do, because it's one thing for us to just say, read and study your Bible, but actually know how to do that. Totally. I, I tried last year to do the Bible in a year and I made it. <laughs> roughly to june that's pretty good and i will say after about half of february it wasn't about um reading the bible to learn something it was like a checklist 
Right. And it was miserable. And I got nothing out of it. So for six months, I read half of a year of Bible and got nothing. Because it turned into a, I have to read this in a year. I have to read this in a year. I have to read this in a year. Right. I have to it, check this off. Yes. And, and that it's not, takes away from it what It takes the... away everything. <laughs> Go back to the kids' Bible. You'll get more out of it that way. Yeah. You know, you'll get more out of that one verse that has a story with it. Then you will trying to actually just, I'm going to blow through the Bible and read all of it. Right. Well, and that's the thing is not everybody is a big reader. I'm not a big reader. I'm not a reader. Like, I'm really not. So a Bible in a year is like tough. thing is just not going to work for me because I'm not going to sit there and read it. And I'm not <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just not going to be somebody that can read, you know, eight chapters of Genesis and, <laughs> you know, and be able to like, remember. I might remember Dude, some no. little things here and oh, there. Yeah. You know, but I just, it's just not going to work out that way. And yeah, so, but it didn't for me. Right. And, and I don't, and I think for a lot of people that doesn't, if you're a big reader and you love reading, that might be something that is good for you. Right. Um, but, but the final thing, the final thing we want to talk about is, is the most important thing, um, is, is the fact that you need to forgive yourself and get back up. That's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing to do because you can go back no matter where you're at in your walk, your dad life walk. If you're literally your baby is in the womb, your first one, you guys are excited. Or if you, you know, you're all your children are grown up and out of out of the house. There is a moment where you've messed up or you did it wrong. And you're, or you're going to do it wrong, and you need to go, okay, I messed up, God has forgiven me, we're going to get back up, and we're going to move on. Because God is rich in mercy, we, you know, in order for us to become more like Christ, we have to understand the fact that God is rich in mercy. He's already forgiven us. We've already got that salvation. And if we've repented, then say, hey, I messed this up. Yes, it may have some consequences later on down the road that I'm just going to have to deal with, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to lead my family. Right. That is what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely the hardest uh, hardest part of it. It's it's very easy to live in your shame when something happens, whatever it is, and and not forgive yourself and beat yourself up and and the more you do that the more it's gonna affect your family your wife and your kids because they're gonna see that the way you're acting is gonna start to change and you're gonna start lashing out of them and it's not it's not directly at them it's you not forgiving yourself and not you know seeking god to get out of that yeah no a hundred percent uh, correct on that and so um, well to kind of close this out uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in prayer and uh, we're going to do that every single time because you know we have two weapons against the enemy intercessory prayer and the word of God and if we don't have any one of those things in our life then we're not fighting for our family we're just not um, so we're going to close out every time in prayer we're going to pray for you guys who are listening to this and who you know even though this is going to be a little wonky and stuff here at first, and that's okay, we accept it's going to that. Be a little rough. It's going to be a little rough start, but that's all right. You know, we we 
when we, when you speak God's word, no matter how bad it comes out, it never goes void. That is a promise that we see in Scripture that God's word never goes void, regardless of how bad you think you said it. <laughs> and so, all right, God, we just want to thank you so much for all the dads that are that are going to be listen to this, and we want to thank you so much for everything that you're going to do in the lives of people through this podcast and. God, we just thank you for the opportunity to just talk about you and talk about the great things that you've done, Lord. And and God, we just pray that, you know, people see you and see and see your that you are rich in mercy and that you are graceful. And even though we're totally jacked up and we do things wrong all the time that you have forgiven us for forgiven us of all of our sins, past, present and future um that we can have confidence to come to your throne and and stand up and lead our families and lead them to you god god we love you in your name we pray amen amen